Just a minute. I'm coming. FBI, open up! Just a minute. Hello, everybody. This is Legal Man. Welcome to the show. It's going to be a good episode. I talk about this ridiculous notion that we have to have something when it comes to government that people throw out there. And I explain how government violence is really everywhere. And it's not saving us from the so-called gang violence that we'd face without government. And for people who don't know me, I'm a lawyer. I've practiced for more than 30 years. I'm America's most trusted and beloved lawyer because I tell people the truth. And the truth is I was a constitutional conservative for years and years and years and believed all of this nonsense about the Constitution, the freedom machine, just believed it all, used to promote it all the time. And then about 25 years ago, I got the Internet. And in fairly short order, I started figuring out that this whole thing's a scam. It's a con. It's a grift. It's a control system. And when I figured that out, I became self-certified as a master practitioner. And since then, I've given myself a Lifetime Achievement Award for the hundreds and hundreds of podcasts I've made explaining the truth to people. I've also awarded myself the Presidential Medal of Freedom for the work I did in Jones Plantation, acting as Mr. Jones and helping on that script, which is a fantastic movie that tells people the truth. Go to jonesplantationfilm.com and support that project. It's a great freedom project. And you guys already know I love to make fun of credentials and making up awards and shit like that because credentials are a phony baloney system. So I've told you that before. Let's go ahead and get this show going. So I want to make a show today about... This idea that we have to have something. <laughs> this voting season is going to be utterly ridiculous. And I get a lot of people who are, I think, extremely disingenuous. Whether they know it or not, doesn't really matter. They've never bothered to sort out their own thoughts clearly enough to have a conversation that makes any sense. Because when it comes to politics and this constitutional conservative horseshit that's spewed constantly about how we have the greatest system ever, and when I tell people that the system is complete crap, they often like to say, well, we have to have something. What do you suggest? We have to have something. We have to have have something. Have to have something. Um, These are the people who can't accept the concept that the government is a criminal system. And even when I have conversations with them and make it very clear that the way the government functions is absolutely identical to any other criminal system, except that you use different terms and you have this thing called a vote that the people believe in, even though the vote itself is totally useless, as I've said again and again and again. I have a minority position. What good does it do for me to vote? (laughs) How is my voice heard? It's not. And since the system is supposedly empowered to simply tax me at any rate it cares to, take anything they want from me, spend it on anything they want, so long as there is a so-called vote held, how is that not the same as a criminal system that I simply don't control? And so when I go through and explain to people all the different problems there are with the system, all the fundamental problems with the system that I've explained through hundreds and hundreds of podcasts, lots of times people will finally eventually say, okay, I get it, but still, we have to have something. We have to have something. (laughs) Uh, That one's so funny to me. It's so ridiculous. What do they mean? Just ask them, what do you mean we have to have something? Well, you got to have some kind of government. They'll say that. In other words, they'll follow one Barnum statement up with yet another. Some kind of government. 
We have to have something. What does it mean? We have to have some criminal system in charge of us? We have to? Is that what they mean? Well, no, I don't mean that. Okay, well, what do you mean? We have some kind of government. Okay, okay, what does that mean? What does it mean? (laughs) What part of our government do we have to have? See, what they're really saying when they say that is our system is still the best system. That's really all it is. When you get down to it and you start asking questions about it, you'll see that they don't ever have any actual concepts of what it is we actually need. We need some kind of government, and then it'll be the same kind of thing. That we have to have somebody that's going to protect us from criminals, from murder and rape. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? It's like, okay, well, there's all sorts of systems that can be devised for that. All sorts of it. What part of our government is necessary in order for that to operate? What part of it? Basically none. (laughs) It's really no part of the federal government. Oh, we have to protect ourselves from all these boogeymen that are out there. Federal government's dreamed up. Do we have to have a a giant centralized government over hundreds of millions of people? Is that what we have to have? (laughs) No, we don't have to have that. Do we have to have a giant government over tens of millions of people? Is that what we have to have? What is it they mean? Do we have to have a government that has representatives up there who can just simply vote and make up random laws whenever they care to? Is that what we have to have? Because that's what we have. Do we have to have a government where the people who are making the laws can simply be held immune from any personal responsibility for making the laws? Do we? No? Okay, so well, we have that. What part of the system that we have do we have to have? What does it mean? We have to have it. They'll never be able to tell you. See, they'll never be able to tell you because all it really is is another way of saying that I still think we have the best system. (laughs) That's what it ultimately comes down to when someone tells you that we have to have something. We have to have something. And then has defended the system over and over again. See, if you look at what the system actually is, just actually look at it. Do we have to have a system where a group of unelected jokers sit in a star chamber And whatever case comes up, they can just simply decide and write something down, and then we all, quote, must follow it. That's what the Supreme Court is. That's what it is, stripped of all the fancy language and the constitutional this and my greatest system that and my justice and and limited rights and protecting freedoms. That's what it ultimately is. Forget being the greatest system ever. Is that part of any decent system? A random star chamber that can simply make stuff up, write it down, and then everybody out of hundreds of millions of people must follow it. Is that any part of a good system? How about the greatest system? There's lots and lots of ways to resolve disputes. And there's absolutely nothing in the Constitution that says that the Supreme Court opinions are the law of the land, or that they're somehow binding in any form or fashion on anybody except for the parties to the case. That's it. And even that, As I've already done many shows explaining to people, the federal government courts were supposed to be very small, had nothing involved. But now with the growth of the federal government, virtually any and everything gets tossed in there to these unelected jokers who are 100% beholden to this corrupt system. The vast majority of whom have no idea what they're doing and could care less about justice. All they're there to do is do whatever they're sworn to do under the law, which means that they're there to follow the random rules that are put in. What part of the government do we need if we're going to have to have something? 
Do we have to have a gigantic bureaucracy? Millions of government employees? Is that part of it? No. Okay, so why do we have it? I don't understand. Why are they defending it in any way? Why do we have it? Why do we have any of it? How do we have any of it? Under a so-called limited constitution. How? Do we have to have a system where if you don't consent, they can still just come and take your money and spend it on anything they want? Is that the system we have to have? <laughs> See, ultimately, that's just a way of saying that we have to have criminals in charge of us. My solution is really quite simple, and that is step one is tell everybody the truth. If we have to have it, and if they admit that it's criminal the way they do it, then we need to tell people that we have to have a system of criminals who are in charge of us, who can take whatever they want from us, and then enforce it all with men with guns that we're forced to pay for. If we don't like that, they'll take us in front of their crooked courts, and they'll throw us in a cage and or kill us, especially if you resist, and they'll come kill you. Why don't we tell people that? Since we have to have it, if this is the way it is and everybody admits this is the way it is, okay, well, then why don't we just tell people? Why don't we tell people that the government is a criminal enterprise that we have to have? And we have to have a system where these criminals, whoever can get control of it, can take whatever they want from us and spend it on themselves and their friends and can run us into as many trillions and trillions and tens of trillions and hundreds of trillions of dollars in unfunded liability debt as they care to, because that's what we have to have, because that's the greatest system ever invented. Why don't we tell people that? Why don't we tell them and see how many people can actually go along with any of this? People say we have to have something, but they can't tell you what it is. It's not honest. <laughs> they can't tell you any part of what it is. All they can ever get back to is somehow, some way to protect us from rapists, murderers, and other violent criminals looking to steal our shit. That's it. Well, is that what we have? Is that what the government functions as? No, it tells you how much water can flush in your toilet and whether or not it's a man can pretend to be a woman and you have to hire him. Taxes and regulates every stinking thing. Passes laws about everything. Tells you how to run every part of your life. Form and fashion. Tells you who you can marry, how you can marry, how you can get divorced, how the money has to be split up, who gets control of the kids. <laughs> it can conscript you in to make you fight in wars you disagree with. I don't understand. Ask people what we actually have to have. You'll always get the same basic response from anybody who's a constitutional conservative. And yet they will believe and constantly tell you that we have the greatest system ever invented. They can't tell you anything about it that actually functions in any form or fashion the way it should or the way they imagine it should. It's always that it's going to function. Always will in the future, some fantasy time or in the past and some time they never experienced and they don't know anything about that it supposedly functioned in. <laughs> That's all they ever have. Anyone can look and see the way the system actually functions. It doesn't function in any form or fashion in a way that anybody except a criminal who's part of it or benefiting from it would ever agree to. The way the system's set up now is it simply takes from people who produce, runs them also into additional large amounts of a debt, and then hands the money out to other people who are simply not involved in any form or fashion in producing anything. Do we have to have that? Well, that's what we have. That's its major function. Social Security, we have to have that. The government has to do that. The government doesn't even have any authority to do that, and yet it still does it. Medicare, Medicaid, all these different entitlement programs. We have to have all these federal work programs. We have to have those. They're not even constitutional. What do people mean when they say, well, you got to have something? 
Got to have something. Does it mean we have to have something to do any of those things? Do we have to have a military that spends hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars, has bases all over the world doing all sorts of shit we can never find out about? Is that what we have to have? What happened to free trade? What happened to liberty? Oh, we got to protect ourselves against China, Russia. Why? I don't understand. They're not here. They're not here. If they want to run a bunch of criminal regimes, then that's what they do. I don't understand why we have to do it. Oh, we have to. So we have to have a criminal organization in charge of us. It always comes back to the same thing. Do we have to have all these different secret organizations collecting all this data? Do we have to have that to protect us? False flags, made up shit. What part of the government do we have to have? I don't understand. Can't we get agreement on it? I'm sure we could get agreement on the, the very minimum that I propose, but it's all the extra stuff you think we need to have that I don't agree with, that people want to have because they want to get something out of it. Well, if you're getting something out of it and it's voluntary, in all likelihood it can be accomplished through voluntary means and associations, not through government. What people like about government is that they can get stuff they imagine by taking it from other people who don't want to participate and then calling it social justice or the common good or some other crap. Do we have to have two different sets of legislatures, giant fake voting election scams? Do we have to have electronic voting? Do we have to have these giant bills they write, thousands and thousands and thousands of pages nobody reads with absolutely no personal responsibility? Do we have to have entire agencies writing regulations all the time? Now, what part of it do we have to have? I don't understand, people. Tell me. <laughs> what part do we have to have? See, they can never tell you that because all of politics, all of government, all of these control systems are all about vast Barnum statements that make no sense when analyzed. Nobody can tell you what we must have. They always want some kind of court system. Is the court system we have good? Is it? Is it fair? Is the system fair? No, it's openly corrupt. So we have to have a corrupt system. Is that what we have to have? What about your own individual rights? I've done so many shows about that from Spooner. What about the right to enforce your own contracts? I don't need the courts. I don't need the courts. Why do I have to go into the courts? The only reason I would have to go into the courts, if it was actually a voluntary system, is because the courts would actually offer a better system than the one I can provide for myself. Do they? No, they don't. And the reason you're not allowed to take it in your own hands is because it would become so obvious to everybody, that the courts are a total waste of time. They're a way to drive people in and then be corrupt so that the people get screwed. They don't provide a better system for solving things. I could find a thousand different ways. You could have private enforcement systems that would show up and they would just enforce it. Oh, well, then they could just be hired to do wrong things. Okay, well, at that point, you're not talking about enforcing a contract, are you? You're talking about crime and extortion and shakedowns. Demanding somebody pay something you're entitled to, that they agreed to, is not a shakedown. It's not. What is the government providing? Roads? They don't provide the roads. Those are all contracted out to private businesses. They are. All this land crap they've absorbed and everything else. They just went out and killed everybody. It took their land for free. And then they claimed that it was all part of the freedom machine. And now no one can go get any more of it. So all the people who have control of government and the power of government get to protect all their ill-gotten gains from the other people. How does that make sense? See, once you get away from a voluntary consensual arrangement, whatever you're doing is criminal. <laughs> it's criminal. You're forcing it on people. You're forcing them to do what you want when you have absolutely no right to. Once you don't understand natural law and the 
way natural law is devised, which is you're free to do whatever you like as long as you don't infringe on someone else's rights. That's all. And you're free to do or not do anything that you're not required to under these natural laws. That's all. But once you start having governments that can just simply make up arbitrary rules, it's over, people. So I want to hear what it is we have to have. If what we have to have is a governmental system that enforces our natural rights, let's just say that. Let's just say that. That's not what our system is. It's not even close. And every governmental system you could ever devise would have to have personal responsibility for the people in government making the decisions and actually doing any of it. Now there's no responsibility for bureaucrats who continue to implement the stuff. None. There's no responsibility for the lawmakers who make the laws, for the regulators, for the people who are in executive positions inside these cabinets and agencies. There's no responsibility for them at all. No personal responsibility. They collect pensions and everything else, and they're completely and totally immunized. In fact, even if the government ever does so-called lose a case, all that happens is the people themselves have to pay for their own damages because the government has nothing of its own. So how does any of this work? How does any of this make any sense at all? Once you get away from a voluntary consensual arrangement, and once you get away from natural rights and simply having a method to enforce these natural rights, then it's all out the window, people. And our system has no parts of that. None. They have conned the people through 240 years of propaganda into believing that that's what it is. But the Civil War proves it isn't that because those people simply voted to leave. That's it. They just voted to leave. They fired on the fort first. Um, that fort was no longer U.S. property. It belonged to South Carolina or North Carolina, whichever it was. I don't know. I don't know the details. They don't matter. It was their fort then once they left. That's it. So U.S. government had absolutely no right to continue to stay there. They were quite clearly the aggressor. But anybody can look and see that if a group of people aren't free to vote to leave, that they're not in a voluntary association. Under no circumstances can there be people who have the right to consent for me. Certainly not people who had died hundreds of years before I was even born. That's asinine. Nobody can consent for me. Everybody has to be able to consent and dissent as they care to. And no, it's not okay to just say, well, you can leave. No, that presumes the legitimacy of the position you have. That I must leave. Well, why don't you have to leave? Why does the government have to leave me alone? See, people used to understand these concepts 150 years ago. Well known. But now they're all completely destroyed. And to believe that the system can ever work and to say that we have the best system and or your fallback position being that, well, we have to have something when you have absolutely no concept of what you're talking about. And you're really just saying that ours is the best system again, but you're trying to say it in another way is ridiculous and absurd. See, this system was forced on the people. The Articles of Confederation worked fine and the federal government never could have grown. It never could have grown under the Articles of Confederation. And that's why the Articles of Confederation had to be eliminated. And we had to have this new phony baloney constitution brought in that they sold to us as this Articles of Confederation with a little tweaking to make it better, which is so far from what it is. The Articles of Confederation kept the federal government under the heel of the states. It's true that the states themselves each have problems, but the state government for most people is not the problem. The problem is the federal government. See, the more local the government, regardless of how much of a criminal enterprise it is, the greater effect each individual person can have and the ability to eliminate it 
increases because it doesn't grow that powerful. States can't just print up their own money like the federal government has given itself that authority. If you look at the Constitution, the federal government has no such authority to do that, but it's simply been allowed to. Why? Because the federal government set itself up under the Constitution as a sole measure of whether or not what they're doing is correct or not correct, permitted or not permitted. And as I've read you those opinions from the August Justice Marshall, all the people left themselves supposedly was the ability to vote. <laughs> That's it. It's ludicrous. No free man would ever give up all their rights in order to simply have one vote out of millions and millions of other people. And to the extent that they're a minority, they just get trampled forever. That doesn't make any sense. And when it comes to voting, let's look at the reality of how badly that system was already blown apart by the 12th Amendment. When Jefferson was supposed to become president and then he didn't because somebody screwed up and voted the wrong way in the Electoral College and it was a tie and they had to go to the House of Representatives or some crap and vote again and again like 35 times before he finally got in there. What was the arrangement that the 12th Amendment changed? What was it? Most people have no idea. They think that it's just some minor technicality. It's not. It went from the people who were electors in each state voting for two different people for president. And then whoever got the most votes became president. The person with the second most became vice president. That's the way it was originally set up. And they don't like the fact that there was an argument and a tie. And so we had to have this whole amendment. Why? What were they trying to do? They were trying to rig it anyway. The electors in these different states were all deciding who they wanted to be president. And they were all talking to each other. And they said, okay, you vote for this person. I'll vote for this person. They were trading their votes off. And then they, they screwed it up and someone got the wrong message because they didn't have email back then. And then there was a tie and therefore it got sent into this rinse and repeat voting system. But look what they're trying to do. They're trying to fix the election anyway. That's such a great system. A few political people, electors chosen in your state, get to pick the president. <laughs> that was so great. That's such a genius system. And how'd they change it? Well, when they changed it, they turned it into basically a political platform where the president and the vice president come from the same political party. Does that fix things? No, it completely and totally destroys the entire part of Article 2 of the Constitution in the way there's any checks and balances. Now, instead of having the president from one party and the vice president from another party, so if there's a problem and you impeach the president and remove him, what happens? In that case, well, then the other party takes over. And you have somebody in there who's sitting there watching from the other side the entire time, watching what's going on. Imagine if Donald Trump was the vice president right now. It had been the whole time. Think of all the access he'd be able to get. Think how you could never have the kind of corruption we have. See, that 12th Amendment is completely and totally ignored. Impeachment makes no sense anymore. It hasn't made sense basically for the entire time of the country. The country only lasted like 14 years before they had to amend it because they had that terrible problem where they were trying to fix the election. But look what they've done. The entire time, it's been this complete sham of party politics. And that's how the parties control it all. Are the parties in the Constitution? No, they're not. What kind of power can even be used over them? Almost none. That's why these parties have so much power now. And that's how this false control opposition nonsense has occurred. Because they're both corrupt. <laughs> they're both corrupt. And you get... Two corrupt people from the same party in at each time. Imagine how different this country would be if you had the president and the vice president the entire time from different parties, taking completely different views. 
you could get impeachment. The parties are almost always split. You almost never have the presidency, the Senate, and the House. You almost never have that with one party. So imagine in the past, the way it was originally constructed, the Senate itself was elected by the states. And they actually represented the states. And like now, where they got the 17th Amendment, they changed the way you elect the senators. Turn it in this popular vote nonsense. <laughs> but imagine how different it would be if you didn't have just the 12th Amendment, where if you had Biden in there now, you would have Trump as vice president. Well, they might actually impeach him. They might actually impeach him. Why? Because then you could get Trump in there. But as it is, what happens if you get rid of Biden? Nothing happens. You get in fucking Kamala Harris. How is that a great system? See, that 12th Amendment is, again, another example of how the constitutional conservatives never discuss the actual fundamental problems. They just keep everybody in this voting charade. We've got to have something. So we have to have a system that's set up so that it's corrupt and you can do nothing and removing someone from office as the president who's corrupt does no good because they simply get the right-hand corrupt person to take their place. Is is that the great system we have? Is that it? <laughs> See, there's never any answers for any of this stuff because most people have never even considered any of it. They've never considered any of it. And they don't consider it because they want freedom. They want liberty. They want all the right things. They want a limited government. They've been listening to constitutional conservatives their whole lives in media and academia who lie to them endlessly, the vast majority of whom don't even know any of the things I'm saying because they're too brainwashed themselves, but they have an easy job and they make a lot of money and people tell them they're brilliant and they run around and give speeches and they talk on the radio and on TV and people tell them they're fantastic. Why? Because all they ever do is go up against liberals. But liberals are idiots. They want big government. It's moronic. Our constitution supposedly creates a limited government, but we have the largest government the world has ever known. How is that possible? How is it possible? It's not possible. It's not possible. There's no possible way those things make any sense together. But once you understand that the Constitution itself provides for total immunity for any of these representatives up there making these phony baloney laws, it's right there in the Constitution, Article 1, Section 6. They can't be held responsible any other place for all the different miscellaneous unconstitutional shit they do up there. All that can happen to them is they can get removed from office if their other corrupt brethren up there decide to. <laughs> you see what I'm saying, people? The problems, they're so, so much deeper than any voting nonsense. So much. We have to have something. What? What do we have to have? We have to have a government that's run without the consent of the people. We have to have that. Once you have to have that, then I understand how you're distinguishing why not just have a dictator? I don't get it. The only reason you don't want to do that is because then it's so obvious. This way the people stay completely and totally in the dark. And if we have to have something, as these people, these fools constantly say, okay, well, then why don't we just tell the people the truth? That our system completely sucks. It's corrupt to the core. But we have to have something. So we have to have this corrupt system. And you must support it. You think you're going to get support for it? You think you're going to get people signing up for the military? You think you get people paying their taxes? You think you're going to allow these different corrupt government people to live among them peacefully? Of course not. This is why the people can't be told the truth. So it's not just that we have to have something. We have to have something that we lie about. If we don't have something that we lie about, if we tell the truth about it, then that system also can't survive. <laughs> this is the dilemma, people. This is the situation.
if you told people the truth from the beginning, then we can reach a consensus in different areas where they would have something that would do these minimal things they want done. The reason we don't do it like that is because that has nothing to do with government. The entire purpose of government is to make sure that a small group from behind the scenes can control a large group of people and resources. That's it. That's the actual purpose. Why don't you tell people that? Why don't we tell them? The real purpose is so that a small group of wealthy people who can manipulate this governmental structure, we have to have so that all your stuff can be taken. So it's your civic duty to stay inside the system and vote for it and to comply. And in fact, to sell your labor cheap through fake money to the government so that they can have you being used to enforce it on your other citizens. Why don't you tell people the truth about it and see whether or not it can survive? Because we all know it can't survive if you tell people the truth. So what part of we have to have something is left? What is it? We have to have a gigantic fraud perpetrated on people so that we can have a criminal enterprise operating over them? <laughs> what part? Do we need the FCC? Is that what we need? We need the election commission so we can make sure we have these fraudulent votes. We need that. We need the FDA so they can so-called regulate what you can put in your own body. They're bought and paid for. We need the CDC. We need the government in charge of disease now. We need that. <laughs> what part do we have to have? I don't understand. No one will ever tell you when you ask them, what possible justification is there for there to be a system that's not consensual over the people to take their money and spend it on whatever they want and to immunize those people who do that? I don't understand. What possible justification is there for that? That we have to have it? Otherwise, it become warlords? How is this not a warlord situation? A warlord you can never overthrow that has literally trillions and trillions of dollars in access. Endless government agencies listening to everything. I don't understand. Well, how can it get worse? <laughs> I don't understand. Oh, chaos. They always want to tell you about the chaos. The chaos is caused by these massive confusions in the people. If people truly understood, then they would defend themselves. I'm not saying we'd live in peace. What's the old saying? You can have peace or you can have freedom. You can't have peace and freedom at the same time because someone's always going to be trying to take your freedom. And that's what these criminals in government do. That's what all criminals do. That's what they do. They want to trample on people and take other people's stuff. They want to violate natural laws. You can't have peace through government. Government doesn't produce peace. At best, if you had a consensual government, you might have a system, maybe, that was more effective than you could do on your own, possibly. But you'd still have to have the option that if the government system wasn't working, you're perfectly within your rights to go do it yourself. If you just start looking at it and you start asking people what part of it we have to have, there'll never be an answer that will make any sense. We have to have this criminal enterprise. And not only do we have to have it, we have to lie about it. We have to tell people it's not a criminal enterprise, it's a fantastic freedom machine. Because if we tell people the truth about what we supposedly have to have, well, then it also falls apart. <laughs> so every one of these roads leads back to the same thing. That supposedly we have to have a group of rich, powerful people in control through a fraud called government. That's what we have to have. 
<laughs> the problem is that people fundamentally don't understand the document called the Constitution in any form or fashion. They don't understand natural rights, and they don't understand how the government actually functions. They're lied to about every one of those things, and they're kept in the dark about it. And so I have no tolerance for people who run around, defend voting, defend the system, and then take this fallback position, which they think sounds so reasonable, and they think puts the onus on me by saying, well, we have to have something which the underlying implication is that what we have is still better than anything else that anyone else has ever come up with. <laughs> uh, you'll never have a system over hundreds and hundreds of millions of people that's anything except for abusive. You never will. It can't operate on such a large scale and have any authority to do anything. Yeah, you can have a system, but it just won't be able to do anything. That's all. It won't be able to do anything. And so if you have a system that can't really do anything, well, those systems don't survive because the only systems that survive are the systems that have the ability to do things and to impose things on people against their will. Because those systems are systems worth getting control of. And that's what rich, powerful people will spend time doing. They don't care about getting control of a system that has no ability to do anything. You see that? So the only reason that systems survive over millions of people is because they work to coerce large groups of people. That's the only reason they survive. They serve a purpose. And the purpose is that they are a way for a group of people to control a larger group of people and resources and to remain protected themselves. There's no getting around this fundamental problem. I'm not saying it's a simple solution. I'm saying if you told people the truth, the system we have would never survive. None of the governmental systems would ever survive. And the place would look very, very different. Would it always be so peaceful? No, it wouldn't. But it's not peaceful now. The difference is now is that people just pretend that the government violence is not actual violence. That taking half of what I earn isn't violence against me because government does it. Regulating me in every form and fashion and how I can practice law and where I can get a license to practice law and who my clients are, who I can hire, who I can't hire, all the taxes I have to pay, all of that, that's not government violence. See, that's not violence. That's how the violence is hidden from people. It's just that it's a threat of violence that you know damn well will be there if you ignore it. No different than a mob. It's just the people here are so unbelievably brainwashed, they can't see that this is all violence. They take my money with violence. They control every part of my life with violence. They locked everybody down with violence. They threatened all these people with loss of their jobs with violence. That's all. Because if you refuse, if you push back, then you're what they call breaking the law. And they come get you. So they're allowed to make up an arbitrary thing, control you, take your shit with threats. And then they say they've saved you from warring gangs that would bring so much violence. <laughs> As it is now, they've got a system set up where only a few psychopaths who pretend to be heroes are committing all the violence against the people through the threats and the courts and the judges threatening violence at all times against the people if they don't comply with any and every random made-up thing. If people understood, then they would see the system for what it is. And you say, well, it's not really violence. It's just a threat. Okay, well, you can live in peace without violence under a dictator. There's no violence there. You can live in peace under a criminal mob without any violence if you just do whatever they say and just give them their cut. You can. If someone comes to rob you, just hand them your shit. There's no violence. Nothing happens. The system runs on violence running us tens of trillions in debt. Every aspect of your life is controlled, much worse than at any other time in history. The 20th and the 21st century brought governments in 
who brought just fantastic amounts of violence onto their people under the guise of protecting them from violence and gangs. <laughs> and once you understand that, then you'll have no tolerance for this ridiculous nonsense about, well, we have to have something. So what we have is the most insane system of control imaginable, and we lie about it. That's the best solution we can come up with. <laughs> uh, whatever. People aren't going to listen. I'm just telling you people right now, the brainwashing we have to overcome through constitutional conservatives who've got billions and billions and billions of dollars in that industry, it's just insurmountable. Government education, all this ridiculous academia, just endless lies. So many generations lied to. So much confusion on the part of the people. So much. It's a terrible situation, honestly, but I want to thank the people in Patreon who support my show because the reality is, even though there's very little we can actually do about it, if you just understand what the real system is, you can save yourself a lot of trouble, a lot of money, a lot of time, and avoid a lot of problems. That's the reality. As long as you live in the delusion, you end up like January 6th people who are sitting in prisons and had their lives destroyed because they believe the constitutional conservative nonsense. That's all. And I've told people about jury nullification and how it could work. But again, people just don't give a shit. So thank you to the people in Patreon who do give a shit and who are willing to kick some skin in the game and appreciate the fact that I have stepped up and explained things to them that they would never be able to figure out on their own. Not because they're not smart, but because I'm uniquely situated as a very longtime lawyer who studied these problems up close and just happened to have a peculiar mind who was very curious about how things ever fit together. And I got screwed by the system so many times that I finally put it together once I got the internet. So thank you to you guys. I really appreciate it. And, you know, beyond that, if you want to follow me, you can. I'm Legal Man at U.S. Crime Review on Twitter. I also want to say thank you to anybody who supports the movie Jones Plantation. I played Mr. Jones in there. It's a great allegory. Stories by Larkin Rose. I think it's about to come out on Amazon as well. But in the meantime, you can go to jonesplantationfilm.com and buy it. So go buy that, support that film. It tells everybody a lesson. Films are a great way to reach people. No one's ever going to listen to my podcast. Never going to listen to it. They think I'm a kook. They don't care. They've got their guy who's on the radio or on TV or writes books or some other made up shit. They believe that credentialing crap. And they believe that if my message was true, that it'd be out there because that's the fantasy they've been taught, that there's a free market of ideas out there. And so movies are a great way we can sneak up on people. And anyway, Andrew worked very hard on that movie and did an incredible job. And the movie's really great. And he deserves to get his money back and to make a bunch of money. So go over there, jonesplantationfilm.com. Buy the movie. Buy a gift certificate. Give it to someone else. Buy some merchandise. Let's make this movie make some money and get the word out. If we make some money on it, we'll make another movie. And we could make a great movie about jury nullification or all sorts of other topics and actually make entertaining films that are not Hollywood woke horse shit. Thank you to anybody who supports that project. And beyond that, I don't think there's much else to say. Turned into more of a rant than I expected, but I think, and I, at least I hope, I made a lot of points and opened people's minds to the depth of the problem we have. So beyond that, I think I'm just going to wrap it up. You guys have been a great audience as usual. Everybody have a nice night or day wherever you are. Take care. Thank you, everybody. Put your hands together one more time. Legal man.